Yo, yo, yo. We back. <laughs> yes, we back. Another week of action. You know, games. We could talk about games last week. The game's going on right now. Again, you know, it's the Josh and Denver podcast. Your boy Denver right here. Are you on mute, man? Can I mute? Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, all right. My bad, my bad. <laughs> difficulties, you know how it is, man, in this new age. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, welcome to the Denver Josh, the Josh Endeavor podcast, man. Uh, you know, we got enough material to go over. Um, you know, last week's games, this week's games, some, you know, NFL news. You know, a lot's been going on, man. We got we got enough to get into, but bro, we got enough to get into. Ah man, let's get straight into the heat, man. Our boy AB. Oh, oh shoot, that's <laughs> I, I I had a feeling you wanted to tackle that one first. We gotta talk about it first. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much different opinions. Depends on where you lie and whose side you believe. You believe, you know, it's but the Buccaneers and on their side, you believe AB side. I mean, just crazy to kind of get everybody a recap. Yeah. Apparently, from AB's team, they're saying that he was he was hurt. So going into the game, he had ankle injuries. It's been going on the whole season, which is a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, and they're saying that he was he was in, he was not injured. He was hurt, but he's going to play through it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and so Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, said, "You know, go back in the game." AB apparently told them, "Nah, coach, I'm, like I'm not going in." I don't know if he told me that he was hurt, but he just apparently told me not going in. Bruce Aaron said, I said, get in the game. You know how coaches be like? <laughs> he said, nah. You know, the coach, Bruce Aaron said, then get out the, you know, effing game. And that's where the, you know, the boy snapped. Bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. He snapped, you know, took off his jersey, shoulder pads. It was like shirtless. There was some snow angel in the air. <laughs> Piecing out the crowd. <laughs> yeah. It was a wild scene, bro. Like, I think I've never I've never really seen anything like that. I've seen other scenarios where, like, Vontae Davis, the Colts, like, he made a play in the game, and they he came up sidelines, and, the, and they're ready to go back in this, the next series, and he, he told the coach, I'm not going in. He's like, I'm retired. That's yeah. the only other, you know, scenario I could think of that's happened before, but, you but know. But it's still not the same, though. Not the it's same. Not, it's not the AB. It's not this, the to AB's extent. So much what AB man. did is kind of wild, bro. <laughs> What AB what AB did was kind of wild. Like, first of all, um, I feel like the story, you know, changed a whole bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? Because on on AB side, he was saying it was he was hurt, and the coach uh, Bruce Arians basically said, "Get an effing game," and did a uh, you know Bruce, across Bruce the slash. neck, <laughs> low, yeah, slash across the neck sign, and AB just took it as disrespect. You know, uh, Mike Evans was trying to calm him down. You know, other teammates were trying to calm him down on the sideline. He's like, nah, he didn't want to wear the logo anymore because apparently he felt like he was cut in the middle of the game and, you know, basically did all the, you know, the antics that you saw running uh, across the field during the game, uh, you know, going into the locker room with his shirt off and everything like that. Then on Tampa Bay side, Basically, they're saying they had no knowledge of, of this man's injury. Uh, that's what they first said, basically. They said they, they had no knowledge of his uh, of his ankle. And basically, the man is just refusing to go in the game. So it's just like, all right, well, 
you're 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 done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people are trying to. People came down to you know there was different speculations. People are thinking, oh, um, AB uh, had incentives to play for, right? Um, apparently, if he you know caught a certain amount of balls, you know received a certain amount of yardage, uh, he would have received a million dollars or an extra uh, million dollars due to his, those incentives. Um, and Tom Brady wasn't really giving him the ball in that New York Jets game. Uh, as you can see, they were losing and a- and yeah. Tom Brady was more favoring Gronk and other receivers and AB felt some sort of way. So that's what, like, that's, that's kind of what I was hearing too. Uh, and uh, from, from the team, at least that's what they were trying to, um, you know, make it to see, make it out to seem, um, but yeah, honestly, bro, it's just the, the amount of stories that, that were coming out from, you know, both camps, bro, it's just, I don't know whose side I'm on, but I honestly don't feel like AB was right in this situation. Ultimately, like, I mean, like if you hurt and you don't want to go back in the game, I understand, you know what I'm saying? Like no one should force you to go back in the game. Like that's just, you know, that's a foolish thing. Right. But to you know, take off your jersey and your shoulder pads and run across the, the, the stadium and, and you do your antics, bro. That's not a good look, bro. Uh, and, you know, it led to ultimately, you know, his his release uh, um, from the, the Bucks. And I just, I don't know if any other team is really going to, like, pick him up. Like, I hear the speculation, you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, this man's career is not done. He's too valuable. You know, he's too, he's still a great receiver still in his prime, whatever. I feel like there's just too much of a track history with AB and it's Mm -hmm. not going to, I don't feel like teams are going to be willing to, you know, sacrifice (laughs) and and pick up this guy, man. I just, I don't see it, but yeah, man. What do you think, bro? You think this man's going to get to play still? I don't know. I feel like he's going to have to show a lot. You've seen cases where like players seem like they're out of the league and, you know, maybe he could show that he got help or counseling. Like, I don't think it's him. I, what I don't like is people switch the narrative real quick that he has mental issues, CTE. I'm like, yeah, whoa, that's whoa, what whoa, whoa. Too. Like, are we sure about that? Like, do we know that for sure? Like, honestly, I mean, that could be the case, though. There could be, you know, everyone's rep, everyone was like referencing the hit against Vontas. Um, yeah, Vontas. Birthday. Birthday. Yeah. He was never the same after that hit. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Like, I feel like he'd have to get diagnosed. He'd have to go, like, um, check himself into, like, a mental institute or whatever and get checked out to see if he actually, like, has, like, you know, early warnings of CTE or not. But, um, yeah, like, it's, it's hard to understand where the truth lies. Like, who like who said, like, like one, like, why would the team say that he wasn't hurt? Why would they come up with that statement right after the game? And then after that, they're acknowledging, yes, we knew he was hurt. So why did he kind of... Why do you, why are they saying that? Like, yeah, like if B never said that, I'd be like, okay, like maybe I'm more on the side with the Bucks. But the fact that they said he wasn't hurt, I'm like, whoa, like it's kind of weird. And it's proven that he was hurt after the game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like you said, like the incentives, like I think he went on, you know, um, shout out to, you know, a full send podcast, which it was, yeah. you know, came out Did of you Canada. Watch a full episode though? I don't watch the full thing, but I, I seen I seen a lot of it. Um, I watched like a good hour of it. So. <laughs> good hour of it, and I'm just like the whole time I'm thinking, like I understand you. The whole they they kind of don't want to rile AB up because the way AB was going in, yeah, you could tell he's a strong personality. Like he's, he's irritated, definitely a strong yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and he was irritated for the whole situation. So, you know, he really just wanted to kind of have his story out and you just straight believe his story. And if you try to disrupt that, he'll, he'll try to act like, oh, like, like, I don't need you to believe me, but he really doesn't want you to believe him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally how, <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I got from the podcast. So. He's very defensive, but trying to defend yeah. himself. Uh, a lot of people said that they felt that he made a lot of good points. Um, and some of the points he, he made in the podcast were like, he said, why am I on, on the sentence-laden deal? I mean, like, why does he have to get this amount of catches, this amount of yards, like you mentioned, and this amount of TDs to get, like, I think it was three, like almost $333,000 for each yeah, different for incentive. Each. But and you know he, why. And but I'm like, why, yeah, but I'm thinking, like, there's no way a team can give him a fully guaranteed contract going forward. Even if next year a team takes a chance on him, he's not going to get a fully guaranteed contract. It's just like you said, it's a track history. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like he was doing like so he's well. delusional a little bit. He delusional a little bit. Like, I understand his his play speaks for itself, but it's not just your play. You know what I'm saying? You have to be, like, I don't want to use the word professional because that's where it gets into, like, like if you don't act a certain way as a Black person, you're, you're not being professional. I don't want to get into that. But still, you have to act a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And he's gone against, you know, acting the way that you should you know what i'm saying yeah it's just wow. like tough to say like i know like people were trying to compare him to the chad johnson i think it's way different chad johnson was more like market he was trying to like what he was doing was like not like he wasn't trying to like you know um uproot authority or not chad johnson was just trying to like have fun um yeah. trying to like you know with his dancing and a lot of the posts touched on celebrations which now funny enough ironically the nfl actually allows post celebrations now now they have a, a celebration cam but back yeah, when he was doing it it was like we're gonna find you 500k every time you do something after the touchdown <laughs> so i think that's a little different i think chad johnson was more trying to market himself more like trying to make like said, make himself more marketable with the chad ocho cinco but i definitely believe like the ab thing is like I, like i said i thought he was on a great path like before the whole like fake vaccination card i felt like man like he really like had a second surge of his career like when everyone thought he was like you know going on the wrong path and he, he was able to make it up in tampa bay but then it just quickly like just went down him last like three weeks like what just happened um like i said like at the same time like you know we both played like how would you feel if a coach said get out of the game i wouldn't know if i'm cut or if i'm still on the team either <laughs> if a coach I said that you. i'm I thinking you. like you know like we've been in like kind of scuffles like and practice stuff like that coaches get out of here but even those situations like it kind of scary like i'm on the team am i still on the team like are they gonna, gonna get cut like it's kind of a worse situation to be in um you know i, I, can, I can kind of reference you know uh when i was in um in uh playing, fo- playing football in the u.s and like i said i got into a scuffle with some player like you know receiver db battle you know the scuffle and the coach said get out of here get out of here i mean i left early but I mean, I was still on the team, so, like, I was a little worried, though. But, like, like I said, like, it's very, like, you know, very tough spot to be in. So, I don't know, like, I really want to see, like, because apparently all the players and the coaches were mic'd for that game. But the NFL, they have maybe the recordings, but they're not going to release it. So, we don't really know the truth until they release, you know, the recordings of the NFL films. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, I think it's a bad situation. I feel like he was such, doing, like, so good in Tampa Bay. Now, like you said, like if anybody's gonna sign him, like, bro, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, he's had to prove a lot just to get signed. Unfortunately, he's probably gonna like get counseling, 
or prove something that he's he's changed, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. like just get back in. He says for sure he's playing. He says for sure he's playing next year, but I don't know who, who's gonna pick him up. Yeah, who's really gonna risk it? And bro, like I know you you brought up an example of yourself, but straight up, bro, if you were in that situation, you put yourself in AB shoes. And I mean, okay, maybe you're like, of course, our egos are not as big as, as AB. But if <laughs> a coach told you that you're cut or that you're done, are you not going to just sit your ass on the bench still? Or you probably, if anything, if you're going to walk out of the stadium, you're going to do so in a quiet manner. You're not going to take off the damn shoulder pads, you know, any jersey. <laughs> you're not going to walk shirtless across the field. You're going to walk around the field, not disrupt play. You know, don't bring any attention to yourself. Bring yourself to the locker room, right? Is yeah. that like tell me? That's what you would do. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would I'd be mad cheating. Like once I got in the locker room, I'd be mad cheating. I probably yeah. I probably but throw like, some stuff right. in the locker room, yeah, 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 but yeah. in front of everyone in that New York Jet Stadium. Nah, nah, nah. I, I wouldn't. I exactly because the thing so, about football, it's such a team sport. Like it's one of those sports where like. You, you can't it's like, not about you it's, it's not about yeah it's gotta be all be about the team and so it's not like it's an individual sport and so if you're doing that you're kind of showing that you're kind of like an outlier like an outcast exactly. or whatnot and that you know exactly. once you're seen like that on a team a football team it's you know on a team sport like football it's very hard to integrate yourself back into the team so like i said like man i think he's definitely done in tampa bay i think tom brady like that bridge is burned especially like i said that- on the Exactly. I was about to touch on he's that. He's ripping his trainer. He's ripping. He's like telling Tom Brady, "How come I'm on a incentive deal when your boy Rob got a full, fully guaranteed contract? Why don't you, you like, know, tell you, you know why? Unless you're really <laughs> delusional, bro. Like, unless you're really delusional, then it's like, like I guess that's why you're questioning it because it doesn't make sense. Like, your play definitely speaks for itself. You technically should not be on an incentive deal." You shouldn't be on a prove it deal, but what you've done off the field more than proves why you are on that incentive deal. So you need to just suck it up and, and change your behavior, bro. That's honestly what it was. Instead of now you're burning bridges. I mean, like if you think about the the man said to Tom, he said about Tom Brady in the full Sun podcast. Tom Brady can't do shit without himself. That's what he said. Shit uh, by himself. Sorry. Yeah. He said the man that we make him out to be heroic and i know i've been i've been a, a culprit of this because I, I i usually hype up tom reed on this podcast you usually are like okay he's getting up there in age i don't think <laughs> he can do this but still i mean what he's doing is remarkable at his age mm-hmm. right and i understand you can't do anything really by yourself but to kind of like the way you phrase it to kind of make it seem like he's not as good as people make it out to seem like make him out to be. It's just like, why are you burning that bridge? And then you say, Oh, like I didn't need Tom Brady to, 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 to help me move in, you know, or, or like I didn't have need Tom Brady to, uh, um, you know, extend the half for, for me to move in with him. Uh, you know, basically I only moved in with him, you know, for optics, you know, whatnot. And I'm like, okay, we understand that, but like you needed those optics. You know, yeah. to make it seem that again, you know, you're not as bad of a ba- of a guy, or you know what I'm saying? Like you needed that. You needed Tom Brady to extend. You know, give you an olive branch so you can get back in the league. Like Tom Brady is really the only reason why you had a, mm. a job, bro. Yeah. Like real talk, no quarterback was really rallying 
with their coach mm, and basically nah, saying, yo, I need a B right now. I need a B to win a Super Bowl. Ain't nobody was saying that, bro. Tom Brady <laughs> did that. And that's straight facts. So don't yeah. I don't understand how you're gonna talk about him on the podcast. Yo, honestly, any questions mm. that come up with Tom Brady, you give him the utmost respect. Exactly, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's how I feel. Like, especially since like the man when Tom Brady was asked questions, you know, during the press conference after the game. He said, I mean, I know people are trying to say, oh, Tom Brady tried to make it a mental issues thing. But he still said, yo, let's treat the situation with compassion, with empathy. He never really said anything negative mm-hmm. towards AB. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, you just, it's like, yeah. you know, like you got to respect Tom Brady, honestly. I feel like Tom Brady are re- really a class act. You need to respect that man because he really opened doors for you or left the door open for you. And now yeah. I don't know who's going to open back up their door for you, bro. Like, you know, definitely, like, the gyms won't take a shot. It's going to have to be a QB that's going to vouch for him. And there's no QB, starting QB, that's going to vouch for him. Like, I was going to think of, like, maybe, like, Cam Newton, if he was playing well. Because Cam Newton and AB, I think sometimes they train in the offseason. Um, they kind of have a cut. Yeah, like I think a, I've seen that, too. Yeah. yeah, they have an offseason connection. So I was like, maybe if Cam was playing well, maybe Cam could have vouched for him. But <clears throat> other than that, like, like he said, like, I don't know what QB is going to be like, yo, stand, stand, like stand on the, the desk of, you know, the gym saying, bring in AB. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, to make matters worse, like, you know, not worse, but, like, confusing, like, right after he got released and all the drama, he released, like, a rap a rap song. So I was like, yeah. bro, like, I don't know why Mads be doing that, dog. <laughs> like, you, you came from rapper? the pit, not the palace. Did you hear that song, bro? I heard her bits of it. Huh? <laughs> I heard a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, you so say he came from the pit, not the palace. The song is actually not that bad, still. It's not that bad, but, but it's right. honestly, I mean, if anything, if he's just trying to promote his rap career, he's doing a good job of that. But your football career is gonna be over as a result, bro. Like, like the way that you're going in, like this is this is not beneficial to your football career at all. Yeah. I heard even uh, Kanye reached out and said he wanted to link with him. I'm like, yo, what is going on, me. dog? Yo, I, yeah, I tweeted. <laughs> you know what's funny? I tweeted the other day and Dondre liked it too. I tweeted, oh, um, someone said uh, Antonio Brown is the Kanye of football. <laughs> Which is actually hilarious because, I mean, just Kanye sometimes himself, he does some, you know, questionable things. You know what I'm saying? Just... Kanye is never, uh, he's someone that kind of rocks to the beat of his own drum, you know, just like AB. So, I mean, I feel like that's the, the fairest comparison that you can give. Yeah. Uh, if, if anyone doesn't know about AB, be like, all right, he's, he's the Kanye of football. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I think uh, one of the points that I heard this week also, someone saying that um, the craziest interview would be, Kanye, AB, and uh, Kyrie Irving all in one room. Oh I was like, gosh. that would actually be wild. I would actually watch that. Like, <laughs> I'd watch it too. <laughs> uh, that would generate bare like, views. Three like your personalities that are like so strong. Like, how would they mesh in like in one room? <laughs> nah, big facts, big facts. I would love to see that. If someone could make that happen, <laughs> shout out to you. Make that happen for real. <laughs> But yeah. Um. Did you also hear? Also, like, I, I don't know if it came out on the Full Sun pa- podcast, but I heard also, um, there was an OnlyFans model that came it's out and said, yet. "Oh, yeah, Bucks, you need to check if you guys, you need to get, guys need to do some COVID tests because 
Uh, apparently, AB slept with this girl that um, this was like the day before the game that is known to have done. She, she's done like a, a coronavirus challenge on, on TikTok or something like that. She was shown licking an airplane toilet seat. Like, wow. she's, just, she's just weird, bro. She's just kind of disgusting. And I don't even know how AB is messing with girls like that. But Bro. she came down with COVID, and um, yeah, man. I mean, Bucks. Seriously, you might have to check to see. Might have to do some serious tests for real, because AB but, came to contact with her the night before the game. Definitely came to contact with you guys and, uh, during the New York <laughs> Jets game. So. That was a licking toilets, dog. You're killing dog, it, she bro. was licking toilets, bro. <laughs> I seen that too. Like, like I seen another podcast too. They're talking about like you know, he was. I think it was the Pat McAfee podcast. They're talking about like you know that she was like, like licking toilets for and got viral because of that. I'm like, yo, is this propaganda? Or is this a, is this, not, is this, some, is this real? Like, what is this, <laughs> bro? The things Ooh. people do for clout for to be viral, like it's just it's too much. Whole TikTok That's era, bro. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, man. Insane, bro. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about AB for like this whole episode, bro. <laughs> like literally, know, just bro. man. If if fans are tuning in, like what we just recapped was everything that just happened last. I'm not saying the last last week, but also the podcast, like the last seven days with AB, like just wild, man. Wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. I made headlines for sure, man. Um, but and I feel, yeah, uh, two reasons I'm disappointed is one is because AB, he said he was on the right path. Um, I felt like he still had a lot, like a few more years left with good football. Like he was still cooking, man's, you know, with his footwork. He was still like, in good shape. And I feel like he still had, you know, the ability to play in the two years, which is, you know, kind of sad. Another thing is that, you know, Tampa Bay, like, you know, they had high hopes for the Super Bowl. Chris Godwin was out for the year with the ACL. AB, now he's gone. Um, so now you're live with all of Mike Evans and there are a few readers that have like Tyler Johnson and some nice receivers there. Um, you know, young receivers, I mean. Yeah. So like, I feel like it's a big hit to their playoff hopes. Like it gives puts more pressure on Tom Brady, which you know he's fine with, like, he's been there before. But I feel like it lessens their chance of winning the Super Bowl, um, in my opinion. So that's two things I'm disappointed with. Yeah, I feel like honestly, A B like like it, I feel like it's, it's an ego thing for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really came down to, you know, him putting himself a little bit above the team and just, you know, thinking about the amount of work that he's put in throughout the years, you know, what he deserves personally. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, I feel like, you know, even with it on, on the, like, I just gathered that from the Full Send podcast because, you know, he even suddenly said that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was his favorite QB because, you see the stats on, on his with his years in, in Pittsburgh. You know, he was getting, you know, 100 balls a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, catching 100 balls. Then when he gets to Tampa Bay, you know, he got, you know, about 45 catches, you know, because he was more of a third receiver option, right? Yeah. So he kind of discounted Tom Brady. And then, you know, because he was told, you know, uh, um, as, as a result of the situation of, you know, um, thing getting injured, right? Um, you know, he was supposed to be the guy, right? They're like, okay, we we need you, A B, to win the playoffs. So he's he's coming into to to you know the Bucks, you know, playing maybe faster than he wanted to because again, he was coming off of her ankle. 
but he's thinking he's going to get the same amount of targets that he probably was going to get that he would have got back when he was in Pittsburgh, right? Um, he did get those balls, I believe, the game before the New York Jets. But when it came to the New York Jets and it came to matchup options, it seemed like Gronk was the guy. And so Tom Brady was targeting Gronk. So I feel like that is ultimately what drove him to the point of, you know, doing what he did and mm-hmm. acting out. I, I don't feel like it was really like I, his ankle could have been hurt, but I feel like he would have sucked it up if he was getting his catches from early. That's what I feel personally. I feel like it's it's really just an ego and and, and a selfish thing, uh, um, you know, coming from his part. And it's just, yeah, it's just disappointing, man, because, I mean, honestly, I root for the guy and I honestly thought he changed. And I really thought, you know, he sucked his pride up and, you know, accepted his role as being the third option in, the, in on the team. But, you know, the moment that he was, you know, he seen a, a glimmer of hope where it's like, all right, I might be the guy again. It just went to his head. That's what I feel, bro. And it just, yeah. it sucks because it's really, you know, it's now you're, you're, you're teamless. You're, you're not no guy, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not, you're not anyone's option now. So it's, bruh, you it's know, crazy. it's just disappointing. Just like bad timing too. Like both times, like this time he's supposed to get you know that extra amount of money if he made those incentives. This game or or there's Pat or this game today that he had two extra games to do that. So he missed out on that money. But also when he was the Raiders, he was like all he had to do was show up to the first game of the season and he would have got thirty million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And you know how that happened with the Raiders where he didn't get to the first game and didn't get that thirty million. So it's like man, he's missed out on a lot of money. On the last, like, you know, two, three years that he could have had off, like, poor decisions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's, it just sucks, man. <laughs> someone, for someone who says your business is booming, like, he preaches that. Like, like that's just, you know, his, that's his catchphrase. Business is booming. Like, he really not as business savvy as, as <laughs> like, he's really not as business savvy as he thinks he is. Because, like, these are straight business decisions that you have to make. You know what I'm saying? Like. The way that you acted out is, is definitely not not good for business, bro. It's just not good for business, ultimately. Oh, man. A, B, A, B. I want to say, I would love to see him leave next year, even though it's probably a long shot. Like I said, I, I would love watching him play. Super talented player, super talented receiver. Um, can start and stop you know, with the best of them. Great change of directions. Um, he's still hands. a number one receiver yeah. on team, still. Yeah, he can still be number one receiver. Um a wide receiver one on any team right now on a lot of teams i don't say all teams but you know on most teams it could a be a lot of teams yeah. yeah so that just sucks man but let's get to some of these games let's start with last week you want to start with the games that happened this week going on right now well, i mean we don't really have to um get into i mean actually last I, did, I did i did <laughs> win last week so maybe we should get into games, bro all right, let's we'll hint a little bit on that, and then we'll get into yes, today's sir, games. Let's hit on that. You know, there's some good games going on right now, too. Yeah, because, you know, I got to talk about my W because I don't really get those often. So, got to make it, you know, got to right. make it A few, a few it weeks count. in a row. <laughs> I'm a little some... bit of a roll still, you know? With you. Yeah, you have lucky charms on? Oh, lucky charms. <laughs> some lucky charms, guys. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Honestly, it's just again, I'm making more educated decisions, bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it's that it's like that, eh? Yeah, bro. You know, I'm, I'm on that. 
I'm on that, you know, NFL analysis tip still. In the rigged, dog. Rigged, rigged. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the, I think, the only game that I lost, and it was a close game. We'll talk about the Chiefs and the Bengals uh, that happened week 17. That was, that a, was a great game. That was an amazing game, man. Honestly, because I picked the Chiefs. So they were they were up early, and I was thinking, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got another mm-hmm. W to add to, to, to the record. Um, but yo, when when Joe Burrow started getting it going with Jamar, like Jamar Chase is just uh, he's just a different human being, bro. Like that beast, combination, man. that combination is gonna be so deadly, bro. It's gonna be so deadly. Like, who knew? Like, like that that combination was deadly in college, but you wouldn't think that it would really translate to the NFL, and it translated like like seamlessly into the NFL. Right, they, like they didn't miss a beat. They didn't skip a beat, nah, man, nah. And honestly, I found myself starting to cheer for the for the Bengals, bro. And I didn't even pick them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just the way that they were playing. Like, I'm like, I yo Bengals, I need the Bengals to bring this one home. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, they won on that last second field goal. Uh, you know, it helped them to win their division. And honestly, it just made me proud, bro. And I didn't even pick them. So. The, who'd have thought, you know, the who that Bengals, bro? Like, yeah. I think one of the stats of the game, they said like, um, Jamar Chase had 266 yards receiving, and but and that was more yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing. That was crazy, bro. Crazy for real, bro. I think the tandem has the potential to be better than Carson and Chad Johnson and Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, yeah Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson. I think yeah. it has potential. They have to obviously show consistency and be healthy the next two three years. But man, potential sky high, bro. Like insane, bro. Hey, Joe Burrow, four TDs. Like I said, he was on fire. Really showed out that game. He said, clinch the division, clinch the playoffs. Bro, that was a statement game. That's what everyone's talking about Mahomes. He's like, you can start talking about, you know, yeah. Joey, Joey B right now. You know what I mean? Facts. Show it up, fam. Yo, honestly, they're a scary ass team going into the playoffs, bro. You need to really watch out for them. Like, that's key. Um, like, I mean, just not just the four TDs, but the 446 yards passing, bro. Like, which quarterback is throwing for that amount of yards, bro? Crazy. Like, no one is doing that. But Joe, Joey B, like, nah, he's the truth. He's the truth. And it's not just Jamar Chase, but it's also T. Higgins, too. T. Like, T. Higgins is literally, is a, is a wider, like, they got two wide receiver ones, bro, on each side. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Bro, Mixing in the backfield. They got to. Backfield. Look at them. You got a nice squad, bro. Yo, their squad is definitely scary. And their defense don't quit either. So, yeah. honestly, I'd like. That's the I only would... thing. That's the only thing is the defense to me is that, like, like you said, their defense, them and the Chiefs defense are kind of similar, like, bend but don't break. You know, the Chiefs exactly. defense is playing a lot better going to the, into the game last week with the Bengals. Because like, both defenses are kind of like bend but not break. Like I said, like, the game last week against the Chiefs, they didn't get a sack. Um, but like you said, like, you know, they didn't have to win the game. So I feel like in the playoffs, that defense got to show up, bro. Because in the playoffs, like you said, things get tighter. You know, they're going to have to, you know, like, they can't allow n- another 31 points. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, expect, expect to win. Like, they're going to have to make, you know, more timely stops. Um, obviously, it's harder in a game like Chiefs-Bengals because it's a lot of passing. So, you know, 
as a defense, you know, you're on the field longer because they're, you know, they're completing more, doing a lot more plays, a lot more, you know, when it's a more passing game, the game's a lot faster than it was yeah. a running game. And mm-hmm. so you're on the field a lot more as a defense. And so that's one of the, you know, disadvantages of being like a, not air raid offense, but an offense that, you know, throws the ball a lot. And so, yeah, and their defense is going to have to play, you know, a lot better in the playoffs for them to, he said, like, go far. But he said they're definitely dangerous, especially if Joey B plays like that. Oof. Time. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, yeah, shout out to your W, man. Honestly, like, Bengals, honestly, it's like the way that they play, bro. It, it makes it hard for me not to root for them. So it was, it was a good pick on your part. And it's, that's taught me a lesson, honestly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we should have um, just picked that game. Now I would have won. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta keep it at the five-game selection, you know? So we also, had the Cardinals. we also had the Cardinals and the Cowboys. And you already know I got that W because I picked the Cardinals and you picked the Cowboys. Um. I know you didn't have as much faith in the Cardinals because they they weren't playing as great, but I still had that that small glimmer of hope, uh, and I knew that they kind of needed to bring themselves back on the win column, um, mm. you know, leading into the playoffs. Um, and yeah, Kyler Murray, man, he played a great game. Um, honestly, you know, he he, he was twenty six for for thirty eight, you know, two hundred sixty three yards. Um, you know, a decent game, but you you already know how Kyler plays. He's he's a he's a dual threat, so he'll use his legs a little bit more often. Won't really pass for for enough yards like that. Uh, threw for two touchdowns again, two great touchdowns. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds, you know, was pretty sturdy too. Uh, you know, fifty three yards, but I you know he was someone that you could also rely on. Uh, Christian Kirk, AJ Green. Um, this new kid, this Wesley guy, I have no idea who he is, bro, but he be catching touchdowns, bro. He be catching touchdowns. Like you, you throw up a, a little jump ball up to him. He go come down with it. So I don't know who the hell he is. I feel he like, balling. He, but he balling. Yeah. Like literally, I think the only reason why he playing is due to injuries, uh, um, uh, for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and, um, uh, Rondell Moore, but yeah, this guy's stepping up. So, uh, he may be scary. Uh, in the future too uh, but yeah man just you know great game by Arizona um, Cowboys man they need to be a little bit more consistent you know definitely I don't feel like they 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 on that consistent you know train yet you know they could very well disappoint in the playoffs as well so I wouldn't put all my money in on on the Cowboys ever <laughs> right, you watched the game last night though. They they blew out the Eagles. You lost the Eagles. They didn't have you know, but they didn't have Jalen Hurts though. They, they, they were going but... against uh, a Gardner Minshew. So, bruh, they gained some momentum though. But like Dak didn't play that bad in the game against the Cardinals. Like you said, um, pretty tight game. Um, Dak didn't play bad. They just didn't they make just didn't make enough plays. Enough, enough plays, and like I think Zeke only had like 19 yards rushing, and Dak had the most yards rushing at 20 yards. So. They didn't have that, you know, that run pass balance. They said, like, sometimes with our OC Kellen Moore, you know, they like, they know that, you know, that can get on a roll and, you know, can really be, you know, doing well in the passing. You know, they don't really focus on the running game. You have Zeke, bro, especially down the stretch going to the playoffs. You got to feed Zeke, bro. You got to give him more touches, bro. I know they gave him nine carries, he has 16 yards, so he wasn't really getting it going. So it probably felt like we're better off just passing the ball. But you got to give the defense – You've you got to give them something to bite on and play action and whatnot. You can't just, you know, be so predictable you're going to pass the ball every single play. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they need that more, more of that balance. We talked about it you know, many times. Um, if they can establish that balance in the playoffs, they could be dangerous. Zeke, if he gets going, like I said, Dak's not playing pre- pretty bad. Like, to be honest, I want to see who they match up in the playoffs because depending on who they match up with, bro, like I might pick the uh, Cowboys to win. Mm, I see. He still had that faith in them. Um, <clears throat> also, you know, what's interesting about the Cowboys as well as their defense, um, specifically their their DB play, uh, specifically Trayvon Diggs. Um, now I know he has he's leading the, the the league in interceptions with eleven, I believe, but he's also known to give up the most amount of yards um, to to receivers this year. I think he's led up a thousand yards receiving, which is not not good at all, right? Yeah, it seems that quarterbacks quarterbacks are not afraid to throw to him. You know what I'm saying? And and um, they kind of need more sound play from Trayvon Diggs. Um, I think he takes a little bit too much risk. And, and, and you know, sometimes it, you can see it works out for him here and there. Cause I mean, definitely he like you, it has to work out for you if you're coming up with coming out with 11 interceptions, but um, you know, other aspects of this game definitely need to, you know, build up so that he's, you know, he, he's able to shut down a side of the field. I feel like that could help the, the Cowboys defense overall uh, in their success because, I believe just, you know, uh, uh, you know, AJ Green was able to school Trayvon Diggs a couple times, you know, that that led to to, to scores on the Arizona side. So, you know, if 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 they're able to get more sound play, you know, work on Trayvon Diggs, like Trayvon Diggs, you got to work on your technique, bro. Um, you know, it definitely helped the Cowboys tremendously. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, it definitely reminds me a lot of like two players that can um, my name, like a player that's retired and a player that's currently playing. Um, one is Asante Samuels, kind of like, you know, <laughs> if you all ever watch Asante Samuels play back in the day, um, especially the Patriots, the Eagles, he would be a guy that would, you know, jump a lot of routes, jump a lot of routes. Mm-hmm. And similar to, um, I think in this day and age, Marcus Peters. Marcus yeah. Peters, he jumps routes like crazy. Yeah, that, that's my comparison. Too. That man be jumping routes. He'd be getting beat a lot because he's taking so much chances. He's kind of like one of those, you know, DBs, you know, I kind of have a little bit of that style play too. Like, you know, you think, you know, the plays that are coming. So you're like, you know, F it. I'm going to jump, jump at this girl, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So I'm making this play. So I feel like, like you said, like, you know, he's one of those DBs that, you know, you attack him, but it's like, you're going to get a lot of yards, but he's also one of those, he's going to get a few of those guesses right. He's going to guess a lot of routes and he's going to make plays on those guesses. So. You say he's one of those, you know, players that like to jump throughout, but you say he needs to be a little bit more disciplined. Like, kind of needs to maybe understand when to jump routes, like, in terms of like, the time and a place. Like, exactly. Like, like, I have a man over top or a man, you know, if I jump this out route, I know there's going to be a linebacker that's going to be right there, mid tackle or whatnot. Or I got help over top. So if I jump you know, out and up, there's a guy over top. Like, kind of got to be smart with when you jump routes, kind of be more selective. Um, Cause in the playoffs teams are going to attack that. They're going to think, you know, be like, like we can go at him. Um, and so like I said, like if he, dis- if he gets more discipline in terms of his, you know, route is route selection on when to jump routes. Um, like you said, like could be like a lot better um, technically. Um, but yeah, like that's my two comparisons for him. But yeah, I feel like the Cowboys, like you said, like they don't even have to get, get together. Definitely in the playoffs. Like you saw in the last game, they played pretty well. They said it was Garner Minshew. Um, 
Exactly. So, you know, they, they got our show in the playoffs. But like I said, depending on the matchup, I might pick them, to be honest. Like, you know, we're going to go head-to-head in the playoffs. If mm-hmm. Dallas is facing the team, I feel like they can win, especially in the first round. I'm going to take them, fam, 100%. Mm. I mean, I don't doubt that Dallas would get past the first round, but I don't see them getting any deeper than that. Maybe it depends on on what their second matchup would be. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we'll chalk it up again. That Week 17 victory goes to me. Um, what was another <laughs> game that we had predictions on here? Um. I believe we had guest on the was it we we guessed on the Vikings and the Packers, right? Did we do that game? I'm I honestly I don't even remember now. I only remember those two games. <laughs> what other games do we we did Ram Ravens we but picked the Rams and the Ravens? But that's kind of a crapshoot because I thought Lamar was gonna play, but it's Tyler Hunt again. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. And the game was actually pretty close to yeah, that was a real <laughs> close game. 20 to 19. Man, Tyler Huntley, it's like we said um last week's podcast or the week before, you know, it's really the Ravens don't really drop off much um, you know, with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. I mean, they don't have enough really to get over the hump of getting a victory, but they're able to still be in close games with you, especially with some good teams. Um and yeah, you can really see that because again, the score was 20 to 19 and, and it really took, you know, some, you know, extra heroics from, from Matthew Stafford, you know, to, to basically, you know, bring out the game. So, um, yeah, man. No, it wasn't a very impressive win. Like I said, like, you know, we'll talk too much about the game, but like, Lamar didn't play, but I feel like it's not a big drop off, but I feel like in certain areas, um, he, Lamar would have chances to win the game, you know, like, you know, they're both shifty players, but I feel like Lamar is a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more you know, faster. Maybe they're, they're both, you know, um, have good agility, but I feel like Lamar would have been probably been, you know, I think he has right now a better, he, he has a better understanding of when to run and when to pass. Mm-hmm. I think he, he he's cause a base off experience. So I feel like he still would have been, like you said, like um, a better version of Tyler Hunton and be able to make some plays to win the game. But it kind of sucks because they're not going to the playoffs. They even lost today against the Steelers. Steelers got in with that win, um, which is interesting. We've been, we've, we've been talking about Steelers that. all season, but they're not in the playoffs. I was but, not thinking that at all. Like I told you, I picked them many times, and I've lost a few times with them. But like I said, like Mike Tomlin is always going to find a way, fam. I told you. He's never going to have a losing <laughs> season. Even they were like crazy to me. I think they were like six and seven. I'm like, fam, I don't care what the record is. Mike Tomlin is not having a losing record. And they, they might squeak in. Just, based, just all me based on. The culture that Mike Tomlin sets with the Steelers family. Crazy. During the playoffs, fam. Steelers, dog. That's crazy. Um, that's that, that's actually that dumbfounds me, bro, because I was not expecting that at all. Um, yeah. And then also, I just, you know, also want to get back to, um, you know, kudos to OBJ, man. He really showing up. I, I know the stats, you know, they're not really telling a good story, but he did make a, a clutch fourth down catch in that game against the Ravens and also a clutch touchdown uh, uh, catch in order to, to, to bring them over the hump to win that game. So, um, you know, OBJ is actually, you know, proving to be a really great asset to, to the LA Rams offense. I mean, you know, of course, Cooper cup is going to get the majority of passes, but you know, sometimes when you, when you need, you know, catches the most, 
I, you you see Matthew Stafford sometimes looking to 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 OBJ and, and being able to you know trust in that uh, and and trust that he's gonna make up um, uh, you know make the play for him. So uh, definitely that's an example of that was was in this game. And uh, again, it's great to see OBJ just flourishing in LA, man. And I feel like he's only gonna get more targets as you know time goes on to um, make play a key integral uh, uh sorry intricate uh, um member uh, of the team you know within the playoffs yeah i'm happy for him that he's been like uh, like a team player on this team like you say he's not getting too many touches like you say he's had a touchdown the last like four or five games so he, uh, in that regard he's been playing pretty well but like you said the stats don't really show the entire picture like he's being a real team player he's not making a scene like said this could go the ab route too this could go the route he was going on with the giants and you know ended off with you know obj's not yeah. that guy yeah, he, like I said, he can make a big fuss about, um, you know, everyone says that wide receivers are divas. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he he could kind of make a big fuss about not getting touches. Uh, he could be saying he's better than Cooper Cup. He should be getting targets. He could be doing that, but he, he's not only doing that, you know. Yeah. When, he get, when he gets his chances, he's going to capitalize. And I think he's, um, like you said, he's looking at the bigger picture that a team that's going to go in the playoffs, they could go far, depending on how well Matthew Stafford plays and their defense plays. So he's looking at, like, I have opportunity to be back in the playoffs. They haven't been in a while. So they, they went one year with the Giants, I believe. Um, but they haven't, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I think he's more thinking about we have a chance in the playoffs. I can have a big impact in the playoffs. Um, especially since teams in the playoffs are going to try to really concentrate on Cooper Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but interesting. Um, Cooper Cup didn't break the record last game. Um, I don't know if he's going to on record to break the game that's on it right now against the 49ers. But yeah, I actually see that game on right now. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about players breaking records with an extra game, fam? I don't think that should be. You don't think it's fair, huh? I think it's fair. I don't think it should be like an asterisk on all the records. Because they said like <laughs> a lot of players are going to break records today. Like TJ Walker break a record, the sack record, the straight straight hand record. A yeah, lot of players he did. He, he did? Yeah. And they're saying like. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Shout out to TJ Walker. Yeah, we got to <laughs> give him his flowers still. But that man asterisk, broke it. Is there an huh? asterisk? Is there an asterisk oh. though? Damn. Nah, he had, he had a special season. But he had a special season. He had a special season. He had a special season, and like even without the game today, he would have came like second, I believe. Like yeah, he would have been like second, right? Yeah. So he is an all-time great year. I think his brother even shouted him out saying, "Do it again next year," because he's the only player. That, <laughs> his brother's the only player that. Uh, um, J- I think JJ Watt's the only player that have like back-to-back twenty sack seasons. Um, but yeah, he broke the record. I think, like I said, I think it should be Asher because there's an extra game fam. It's unfair for the players that played before mm. dog, under a 16 game schedule. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, know. You bring up a great point still because honestly, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was still thinking that, like, I wasn't even thinking about the extra game to be honest. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so, you bring up a great point, bro. It's honestly it's something to think about, and maybe I mean, I guess them breaking the records it doesn't mean as much now because you know they have that extra game if if they were able to do it in a in a 16 game stretch then definitely give them their flowers but you know them only being able to break these records in the final game of the season where you know you have that extra game yeah uh, i guess it shouldn't mean as much um yeah so again great point there Shoot, man. Yeah, something I didn't even really think about, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think even the players said, I think, I think Cooper Cup even said, like, his record should kind of be like, you know, with an asterisk. A lot, a lot of players are saying that they find it unfair because I think his record he's gonna, if Cooper Cup gets it today, it would be the Megatron record. 
Megatron did it in 16 games, dog. Funny enough that we said it with the same QB, Matt Stafford. I know. But that just shows you what type of QB Matthew Stafford is, man. If If he he likes you, fam, you're going to get... If he loves you, bro, you get in the football, bro. (laughs) Get in the football, bro. You get in that. Like, get that rock now. Double, triple coverage, you get in the football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, for real, I remember like those Megatron days. Megatron, yeah. You, you look ball, at Megatron's like, highlights, bro. Triple coverage. And I guess the bro. Moss but man's dog. <laughs> Megatron was coming down with them, though. Like, literally, that dude is a freak. Like, bro, have we seen anything like, like Randy Moss? Like you said, that's where the phrase, you, you got Moss comes from. Which, mm-hmm. you know, to our fans listening, you got, like, getting mossed is basically it's a jump ball and you're just out jumping the, you know, out jumping the opposing player to get to get the ball. And so, you know, that's where the phrase you got mossed from. And Megatron was one of the best at doing that. The best at, you know, mm-hmm. jump ball situations, double team, triple team. Matt Stafford is like, hey, man, <laughs> you're like six four six five, Just lob it up and it'll come yeah. down with the ball. So, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I think has it been a comparison since then? A guy that's been that that dominant deep ball on the jump ball. I don't, I don't think, think so. Bro. I don't think so. I think you have to go before to Randy Moss before Megatron, but in this era, there's not really anybody like that. That's just Moss and Mans out here. <laughs> nah, yeah. And honestly, you like I feel like you gotta be out of uh uh you know. Uh, a Calvin Johnson like stature like you have to have his body type in order to do those types of things like to be like 6-4 and run a 4-3 or 4-4 like you gotta <laughs> like you gotta be you gotta have those intangibles in order to, to to win those type of jump ball situations to have those great hands like because I, I can't see like a Jamar Chase or like you know like Jamar Chase not tall enough like he's not gonna win those jump ball situations every time like you know like like even like the the yeah I just, I just don't see like I just I don't <laughs> see anyone else being able to do what Calvin Johnson has done like crazy man insane he was, he was nicknamed Megatron for a reason like and it was in every sense of of the name like for real if y'all listening right now you got to go on YouTube and you search like Calvin Johnson or you know Megatron um the Detroit Lions highlights it's insane honestly like maybe not that he's not cooking man he's not breaking guys ankles but i mean the deep ball out jumping guys um was insane during his career and he retired like he retired like 29 age 29 age 30 so he could have played another five six years but he's like nah my mm-hmm. body's too beat up and too injured like i'm just not gonna play anymore but great great receiver mm-hmm. big facts and uh, yeah you already know, to, you know, when you get to that, when you get to, to, to that highlight video, comment on, on YouTube that, you know, the Josh Endeavor podcast sent you here. <laughs> <laughs> let him know, Doc. <laughs> yeah, let him know where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Look, some games going on right now. Ooh, my Jets, you know, we're close to the Bills, 7-13. Seven, seven to 13. Guys, oh. we got a chance. We got, we got a chance. Don't give me. I guess 49ers Rams. Ooh, but tight game. even if you guys win that game, that's not gonna mean anything. <laughs> y'all go end, the, y'all go end the season five and twelve, bro. <laughs> Moment, hey, next year, dog. Next year. Don't kill me. I I doubt we'll see much changes. I don't know, man. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to say Zach Wilson is a bad quarterback. You know, it was just his first year as his rookie year. But he needs more around him. And a better O-line, which we've been talking about for a long time, but better O-line, better receivers. We can get a few in free agent. Mm, like a, a true wide receiver one. Y'all need a true wide receiver one because yeah. Braxton Berrios is, is, is not he, your guy. He's not, but Braxton Berrios is good. He can be paired with a good receiver. He could be that slot receiver. Like he's, he's a great, good. he's a great slot. He he could be your West Welker for sure. But you need a true deep number one guy, a deep threat that is the number one guy. Corey Davis is not that guy. Corey Davis is a is a good number two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Corey Davis is a good number two. You need a true number one. Get you someone transcendent. You know what I'm saying? And Bro, I don't even know. Is, is there those guys don't live on guys? Those guys don't drop off trees, dog. <laughs> Man said a true number one. We're gonna find a true number one receiver, dog. Bro, there's bare number ones in this league. But they develop, yo. They like there's <laughs> true number ones that develop in this league. Let's see, I don't know. Yeah, because Crowder, I feel like you, know, you said like put Jameson Crowder and Baxton Barrows, keep them as our slot receivers, main slot receivers, and then get a a, 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 a true number no, no receiver. And maybe like a nice tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a tight end won't hurt at all. Actually, he's pretty essential. They give him some weapons and an O line. But like I said, we're saying a lot of things to get, but like it's hard to even get one of those things right now. Seasons. If we can get a couple of those pieces, step up next year, that'd be really good. Definitely be interesting. Like I want to see how Zach Wilson develops in year two. And like I said, a lot of people, his stock is down. Everyone not really you know hyping him up. Um, but yeah, I want to see how he plays out in year two. Like. Say we give Sam Darnold like what four or five years, bro. <laughs> so let's give opportunity him. still. Yeah, but we get some weapons. Well, yeah. other I think on. I mean you guys did get Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore is still on the shorter end, like more of you know that slot that he's, slot he's not guy, you know, like he's not. I wouldn't say Elijah Moore is a number one guy. Like Elijah Moore is really good, like he's definitely you know, made some noise while he was on the field, you know, while he wasn't hurt, but he's not a number one. I, unfortunately, I mean, like, there's not going to be an, a lot of five, nine guys that are going to be your number one guy. Like, like the last number one guy that was five, nine was Steve Smith. You don't, you don't find a lot of Steve Smiths, bro. Like, yo, that guy was like, special, man. That, he was different, different type of attitude, bro. Man mm. thought he was truly bigger than he was, bro. <laughs> like then he was basically the way he played was like he was like a six six two sixty receiver and that's how he played he's like i'm a big guy i get the ball i'm gonna run you over i'm gonna stiff on yeah. you i'm not gonna go down play, like, play with that play mean bro <laughs> like he played Real straight mean. mean fighting man's like that dude was crazy y'all gotta watch an, like, another highlight to watch is steve smith highlights yes, the sir. steve smith that played with the panthers not the one with the giants one with the panthers yeah. Oh, of course. But it's not even. A, I don't even know if they made highlights for that guy. <laughs> Probably not. I get a big catch in the Super Bowl, like. Probably he did. I, honestly, I don't even remember. But in the, in the second one against the Patriots, the second one. But yeah. Oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, what other games going on, dog? Who else played and won today, dog? Um, like I said, Brown to the Bengals. We spoke. We didn't speak like that, but. Both QBs, third QBs were out. Joey yeah, B was exactly. out. Baker Mayfield, like you said, like, bro, like, he's out for the game with a, with, a, with a shoulder surgery, but he said it could be 
a way to get another year. Saying, oh, my shoulder hurt the whole year. I wasn't healthy. He could use that as an excuse. Yeah, he <laughs> could. But honestly, it's not like it's just an excuse at this point because I don't see him getting any better. Like, like what is a healthy Baker Mayfield going to do? You know, like you gonna hand off the ball to Nick Chubb and then Kareem Hunt. That's what you gonna do, bro. Because <laughs> if we keep the ball in your hands, you're gonna turn it over. You're not gonna make enough plays to win a game by yourself. That's just not the type of guy you are. So like last year this year, how how well Baker played last year compared to this year, like it's a huge difference. I guess that one year last year gives him another year. I'm guessing. Uh, they're gonna give him another year's chance based off of what he did last year. Because he's gonna say last year I played well, this year I was hurt. So give me a chance. Look what I can do when I'm healthy. So I think that's what, how they're gonna kind of yeah. write the script, dog. Yeah, they, they, I mean, like like I said, they can write the script that way, but it's just <laughs> an excuse at this point. I found crazy, crazy. We'll see how that plays out next year in free agency. Hopefully, they, I don't know what they're gonna do. They said they might keep him, they might not keep him. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Hmm? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, they might keep him, they might not keep him, but yeah, that was earlier today. Browns, Bengals, Browns won 21 16. Like we talk about as well, Lions beat the Packers, but um, Aaron Rodgers was actually playing pretty well. I think it was like 14 for 18 through, through two, two touchdowns in the first half, so he could have easily yeah. put that in the second half and just cooked them, but they but they took him out though. They put Jordan Levin, yeah, but you know, you got to give these starters a rest, man. Again, it's the final game of the season. You know, they're they're looking for bigger and better things. The Lions can put all their firepower in this final game because they have nothing else to play for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's literally like that. Um, and I believe, yeah, they 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 threw the whole playbook at, at, at Green Bay in this game, bro. They you saw every oh, yeah, no, sort of punt? trickery. Yeah, yeah, they I, I don't know if they did a fake part, but bro, they did like a like a triple end around type thing, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, yeah. yeah, like basically. That through whatever they could at, at Green Bay because they, they needed to, to to win this game or end the season on a high for, you know, overall an unsuccessful season. Um, yeah, but they're aligned with, you know, to be honest, I think they said, like, they've never lost a game or they, they, they only lost one or two games by more than 14 points, meaning, like, every game was, like, seven points or 14-point game. And yeah, they were in a lot of games. That. So, like, they didn't have a lot of talent this year. So, think about that. They didn't have a lot of talent. And they were within reach in every single game, despite yeah. how we think about Jared Goff. That means that, hey, maybe they're not doing that. They're like... There's hope. There's hope. Like, they got a few more pieces and free agents, some good draft picks. They can kind of win some of those games next year, dog. So, mm-hmm. interesting. And, yeah. And, you know, they actually did have some people, you know, some dudes emerge, like Amon Rossi Brown. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually a problem. I feel like yo, this this is probably one of the best drafts uh, uh, for wide receivers. You know, this past draft, the twenty twenty draft, man, definitely. Or sorry, twenty twenty one draft is definitely one of the best drafts for receivers, man. Because there's some gems that came from that class, bro. Jamar Chase, Jilowato, Elijah Moore, Amon yeah. Rossi Brown. Who else? Yeah. There's, there's definitely more that I'm missing, but there's there's dudes. Oh, Devontae. The ball, yeah, the Devontae Smith, Smith of the what? Eagles, yeah. How did I forget about him? Like, <laughs> it's a good receiver class, bro. Yeah, I great that wide receiver well. class. You said that Amon St. Brown went over 100 yards again today. Mm-hmm. Next year, maybe they get another receiver in this year's draft. They said they're going to have a top a top three, top four pick. Mm-hmm. I think they might have, yeah, they might have the, the number two, number three pick. 
I don't know if you get a receiver there, but maybe you get a good receiver in the second round or something. Um, like I said, I think the first round, maybe that have a pick, you get an O-lineman. Because it's mm. not there's not any good QBs in this draft. So and they'll probably stick with Jared Goff for another year. Yeah, which I mean, I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff is I feel like he's he's decent as your starting quarterback. Like if you put pieces around him, he actually I'm not not saying he'll be the most consistent, but he'll be a pretty decent starting quarterback for you. <laughs> he <has aimed it. laughs> decent. Yeah. I think with more weapons, we'll see like how we can really judge him. If he has weapons next year and doesn't play well, we're like, okay, he's not the guy. They yeah. should replace him. So they give him another year, some more weapons, and, and see how it plays out. Um, another game, Vikings beat the Bears. It doesn't mean much. Both teams are out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like just putting up yards, fighting, you know, playing for pride. Yeah, I Vikings believe finished, uh, yeah. They, they were trying to uh, help. What's his name? Um, Cousins? What's his name? Um, oh, the receiver, the receiver. Yeah, exactly. Um, Justin Jefferson. How can I? How can I disrespect my my dude Jettas like that? But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he broke uh, Randy Moss's record, I believe, for for most uh, receiving yards uh, um, on the Vikings. I believe. Yeah, yeah. In the, mm. in 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 the regular season. Yeah, yeah he, regular he, season. he hit over 100 yards uh, receiving today, so I think he gets that record. It's like you said, it's in it. It's in an 18 week uh, season, 17 games. It counts, but you know, but yeah, he had, a, he had an extra game, but yeah, he still breaks it. Randy Moss is, you know, he's a GOAT, bro. So yeah, definitely. One Especially of the, the Vikings days. Like, I'm still a Jerry Rice guy, but you know, Randy Moss is right there, though. He's right there, two or three, depending on who you think is the best receivers, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez, what, what are you, who are your top three, bro? Ooh, top three receivers. People don't want me to say this, but I was a huge T.O. fan. I was a huge T.O. fan, too. Like, a huge T.O. fan. Like, I liked him better. Even though him and Ryan Moss had a huge personalities. I don't know why. I, saw, I liked him better than Moss, even though everyone was like, oh, are you crazy? Look at Moss's stats compared to T.O. stats. But I mean, one was Jerry Rice, of course, no debate. We've seen him play consistency, the, the yards, the catch, everything was just like flawless. He was, he was the blueprint still. He was the blueprint. Flawless. To me, it was him. I know I'm missing somebody, but I'm gonna go him, my favorite, T.O. And third is gonna be for me, um, Moss. Mm. My top three. I know I'm probably missing someone big, but that's my top three. <laughs> nah, that's that's basically how, who I would put at my top three too. We um, have, you have. I know Mar- some people. Some people. I put at my top three the, the same way, the oh, same exact really? way. But literally, some people. There, there'd be some people would be like, "Oh, where would you put Chad, Chad Johnson in there?" Or like, uh, "You're missing." Um, who's another receiver that that you probably put in that? Megatron was good, but I don't know if he's top three, top four. Megatron. Um, yeah, Megatron. I feel like if you played more gears, then maybe you can make a, a better argument for him. But the skill was there, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know how how high you would put Megatron. But yeah, that would, that would be my same exact. I put Tio like literally right at two, right under Jerry Rice, man, and then Moss at three. And what's crazy that a lot of those players play this like. If you say like 
Like Jerry Rice played with T.O. It's crazy to play on the same team you know, yeah. at the end of Steve Young's career. And then, you know, with Moss, he played with Chris Carter. Another Chris Carter, another yeah. great receiver. It's like, that's crazy. Like, th- those guys were on the same team at one time. You know, Ross and, and T.O. I mean, um, Rice and T.O. and then Moss and Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, like the tandem. It's definitely crazy to think about still. It's like, that's basically legends, basically, just playing on the field. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Who's your top DBs? Easy, <laughs> man. Obviously, you gotta, gotta put prime you gotta time. put prime time at prime number time. one. Man, you can you can you, like if you put prime time anywhere other than one, then who are you? Like, like, like what do you know? What do you know about football, bro? Um, geez, prime time. Deion then, Sanders, for those who don't listen, Deion Sanders yeah. prime time, the goat of DBs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then maybe I put Rod Woodson, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's a good. I, pick. I, like probably, I mean, I know he played both safety and corner, but I think definitely he has to be up there. Rod Woodson has to be up there. Um, and then three, shoot, I'm trying to think like three. I feel like DBs. I feel like I need to really think about that for DBs. Yeah, I'd have to really think about that. But Prime is definitely number one. Yeah, um, I like Rod. That's a great pick, Rod Woodson. Darrell Revis. Three, you gotta put Revis up there for sure. Gotta put Revis up there. That was literally like a time peak. Like that was literally like, like that was that was one of New York Jets. Like those are that's when they're they were good. Like those were their good years, bro. Me, Revis Island. Me, like you said, would be prime time. Revis number two and number three. I like Robinson a lot. He's more known for him playing safety toward the end of the career, but he's a great corner. He said. Three Champ Bailey dog. I oh, mean, Champ Bailey. Champ was nice. Champ Bailey was, was nice. Champ was Champ nice. Bailey was definitely nice though. His prime is nice. And that's my top three. You know what I mean? Yeah, prime, prime Champ Bailey on the on the on on the Broncos. Man, shut down corner dog. <laughs> definitely, he was shut down in his time still. But what's, what's what's what sucks about this era is that to me, like you said, everyone, like everyone listening, like Deion Sanders was true shutdown. QBs didn't want to throw the ball his way. 4-3 guy can flip his hips really well. Man-to-man coverage. Um, the original OG of man-to-man, you know. Um, and then, like I said, we have Revis, who was another great man-to-man uh, receiver. Uh, a lot of people say, ah, oh, he's a little bit like a system. He played restaurant system, but, you know, he was another, like, shut-down corner. He shut down a side of the field, yeah, bro. Revis, that's Revis, what, that's your like, measurement right there. Like that's why people are like, when he was arguing with Sherman, Sherman was like, I'm, I'm better than you in your prime then. I'm like, Sherman, I'm like, bro, I don't think yeah. Sherman understands. Like, Sherman, Richard Sherman was good. I think Sherman, he's Sherman, good, but he's a zone corner. Like, yes, I say, to realize that. Way different styles. Like, Revis was man to man, right? Shut down a side left in Revis Island. That's what they call it. You went on Revis's island, you're not getting hot. Talk to Chad Johnson about Revis Island. Talk to T.O. a little bit about Revis Island. Not a lot of guys got out of there with, you know, Big games, you know what I mean? Not at all. And so, um, yeah, Reeves Island, crazy. And Champ Billy, very underrated. Played a lot against a lot of good receivers in that era as well. Um, really Champ Billy definitely deserves to be on a, on, on that list, though. Like, for sure. Yeah, you can see there's a few hard hitters. Um, Jack Tatum uh, on the Raiders go back in the day. He was more of like, oh, I think he's more of a safety, safety kind of corner hybrid. This dude was like, Layman's out, dog. Like crazy. Mm. 
Charles yeah, Woodson. Charles Charles Woodson, another one that we forgot about. Great. But great. he he he's also like a like a like I wouldn't say he really shut down guys, but he he was a he's playmaker. He he was a he was a good all around corner. Yeah. So I put him in maybe like top five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charles Woodson definitely up there. Great, great, great corner. Like you said, but he said there's different. Like to me, there's like like Deion Sanders. Was, the difference between why everyone called Deion Sanders prime time and why he was regardless of number one in DB is because not only did he show you that man to man, made plays. So the knock against Revis is that Revis is my guy, especially coming from the Jets. Locking a man to man when the ball is in the air, he would more go for the bat down. You know, which is great. You shut down a receiver, bat the ball down, or a receiver wouldn't even get close, or the Q wouldn't even target him, so he shut down the side of the field. But I feel like prime time, he had the same limited amount of opportunities, I guess, in terms of QB's targeting him, but he just made mm-hmm. more plays, bro. Definitely. And he, I think he still leads the league, I could be wrong, in DBs with um, uh, touchdowns from, from interceptions. I think he still has that record, so... That's he, always, he always made something happen with the ball in his hands, bro. Like mm-hmm. definitely, like like from the moment, because I believe, like what in his in his first game on Atlanta Falcons, as soon as he entered the league, he scored like a a touchdown, a punt return, like yeah. it was just an amazing play waiting to happen, like literally. So, Insane. bro, if you if he picks you off, he taking that, he run that back for six. Another player like that, Ed Reed. Oh, I'm about safeties now. Oof. Now, if we get into the safety game, Ed Reed, I'm, it's like it's either Ed Reed or yeah, Troy Polamalu. Like, who's your number one, bro? And then I'm gonna some, put Ed Reed up there. Still, we have some guys that no one, no one really talk about. I don't go in the cover safety, but a man that you fair across the middle, Brian Dawkins. Oh, Dawkins. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not with down the middle. You not don't catch the ball down the middle. Oh. Brian Dawkins gonna lay you. Out like that dude Another. is a was a different animal for real, bro. Just ain't nobody played the game <laughs> like how he played with the amount of like just his spirit, bro. Like literally the, his enthusiasm within the game, bro. Like now we dropping a lot of players that a lot of people should search up in the podcast, bro. My yeah, goodness. for real. And again, it's tell us yo, drop in the comments after you watch those YouTube highlights. The Josh and Devon podcast sent you real time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Yo, crazy, Brian Dawkins, jeez, bro! Like, literally, I wanted to have the same enthusiasm that Brian Dawkins had, bro. I just, I didn't really have it in me. I knew I got like, I, I'd get amped here and there, <laughs> but the way Brian Dawkins played that game, straight motivated. Uh, I used to watch his YouTube highs, like him motivating the team for the game. Do you feel me? Do, Do you, you feel, feel that in your, in your chest right yeah. now? <laughs> yo. I'm getting so hyped. I'm like, yo, nah, I'm ready to play right now. Nah, this guy could hype up anyone, bro. Him and Ray Lewis, bro. Yeah, Ray that, Lewis. Those were, they were those type of guys. So. <laughs> I wish, um, I wish I had that enthusiasm and that just that overall presence where it's like, yo, I could <laughs> drop everyone in my huddle right now and just, you know. Talk to everybody because me, like back when I was playing football, you back when we were playing football, bro. I was more of like a you know, like lead by example. Like I wasn't gonna really talk, you know, I wasn't gonna talk to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just having fun out there. For me, it was like I'm playing the, I'm playing the, a game that I love, so I'm just gonna have fun. Like I but I didn't really like I was still I was still like a little bit of raw raw, but I wasn't like never I was always the guy in the back. I was never the one who like like leading or anything like that, but um yeah, crazy man. 
Brian yeah. Dawkins, bro. Brian yeah, Dawkins. Yeah, Brian Dawkins is definitely up there, but he's he's gonna be my three because I'm putting Ed Reed, Trey Palomar, and then Brian Dawkins. If, if if anything, I might I might even be missing a safety. To be honest, they're on the same era. They're man, the man from the Saints. Uh, he's in he's in prison now, but he's great. Oh, you're safety. talking about uh uh Harp uh not Harper Sharper Sharper Darren Sharper. Sharper. Darren Sharper. Yeah, that no, nah, that dude is a slime ball though. That guy's a slime yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. I just watched a YouTube video the other day, just like because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like it jogged my memories to like his whole story. That dude is a slime ball. I'm just like, yeah, great nah. player, but like off the field, whoa. Yeah, don't even go down that rabbit hole, y'all. Like he, nah, he's a true criminal. Like, like, like you know, like nah, he's a true criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Pray, pray, the young girls, like yeah, like guys, yo, don't like, please protect our woman, bro. Like honestly, you don't, you don't want dudes like Darren Sharp around your woman, bro. Oh man, criminal. Oh man. But yeah, he was nice though. He he actually yeah, was nice. nice. Like a lot of people say, oh John Lynch. I'm like, don't even put John Lynch. John he Lynch, was, I wouldn't put John Lynch was, up that high, was, man. He was he was a hard hitter, but like he was a true tackle machine. Yeah, though. He, he was like a linebacker. He's to me, he was like a he's really like an in the box type thing. Like man. really, yeah. Like he's almost like a linebacker. Call him like a hybrid linebacker almost, because he's really in the box, like like tackle machine. Like <laughs> like literally, that man just had just a, a wide ass neck, just ready to hit you, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but in terms of the coverage, man, and in terms of what you do with the ball in your hands, Ed Reed, bro, is. Like, mm. ain't nobody on that level. Ain't nobody on that level. That boy literally bait quarterbacks. Like, yeah. I honestly, I wish. Yo, what's up, y'all? I think we just lost our boy Josh. Technical difficulties. <laughs> he should be back any second um, right now. See, we can get him back in the podcast right here. But, you know, we're having a great conversation. Ed Reed, the way he would play coverages, bait guys, um, you know, pretend like he's in man-to-man, but but then he's in the, he's in a zone coverage. And he's picking the ball off. Let's see if we can get Josh back in here real quick. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah we back, back, we back. I get your technical difficulties, yo. You know how it is, man, in, in the new <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was talking about Ed Reed, right? We were talking about our, you know, greatest safeties. As I said, Ed Reed, bro, when I'm telling you the way that he baited quarterbacks, bro, like literally it was, it was never safe to just, you know, toss up the ball anywhere in the middle or just like just the range that Ed Reed had, bro. I mean, it wasn't safe to throw the ball down the field at all. And then <laughs> once he catches it, he's, he's running down. He's scoring a touchdown, bro. He's looking to score a touchdown. Man was just crafty with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he. I mean, all-time, all you know, quarterback beta in terms of showing one coverage and doing another coverage. I remember watching a Patriots documentary where Tom Brady's like, with Bill Belichick, and he's like, he's supposed to be <laughs> on the left side in zone coverage, and then he drops off to the right side and, like, 
jumps across and around. He's like, he's not supposed to be there. He's yeah. at, that's not his responsibility. So Edry just made a play that he just he knew was coming based off a route concept and jumped the route to get an interception. But he was like supposed to be on the opposite side of the field. I mean, yo, a lot of men don't have that green light. You do that in some games, coaches will will yank you down. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yo, that dude was an all time great, all time player. That man had the ultimate free range. Like, yeah, man, Insane. like I, like I'm telling you, like I wish I had that. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, <laughs> Ed Reed. Like I literally wish I had that. But yeah, man, that dude was special. And yeah, so give you all a little bit of history, history uh, lessons right there. A lot of great players that played. You know, yeah, facts. I've been watching the game for a long time, dog. <laughs> yeah, a lot of greats, man. A lot of greats. A lot of guys that you know we tried to model our games after too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it was a lot of good uh, examples. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of good examples that you, you know, you could watch growing up and and you know you know that would show you how to play the game the right way you know what i'm saying yeah there, there wasn't i feel like our our era was kind of the best era i mean like these, these, these days like who do you think is the player that like are really special that players can model the game off so i don't there's as much impact players i guess on defense as it was when when, when when we were playing football like i don't know like i mean on the defensive side like what safeties are like really killing it like that where I mean, I know I'm mm. talking about, you know, the Legion of Boom with the Seahawks. They had out yeah, like I used to Earl watch Thompson, Earl Thomas like that. Earl yeah. Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Um, I, used I used to watch them heavy. But yeah, you're like, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, hmm, I mean, there's definitely great safeties out there today. Um, their impact is not, I don't feel like it's, I think those guys are all at the like, same level. Troy and Reed Dawkins, these guys are all Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, like. yeah, yeah. It's not. It's definitely not at the same level. Because if you're looking at safeties today, you're probably looking at like Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Probably, probably looking at uh, Jamal Adams. Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams is not even a full all around safety. Like he's a in the he's box. more of a like a, like a in the box like I'll tackle you. You know what I'm saying? But in coverage wise. Still has something to work on there. Buda Baker. Um, Buda, ba- Buda Baker is a great example. I feel like if that's and if there's anyone to watch, Buda Baker is your dude to watch. Um, Je- uh, Bates on on the Bengals, he's decent. Yeah, has pretty good good range at free safety. Yeah, like, I feel like other than that, everyone else is is just trying to prove themselves. I feel. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of players. They said they're still trying to carve their their league, their career out in the league, and so yeah, still like a lot of like you know they could be great players in five to six years that have that same impact. But yeah, I feel like our era like we just had so much great players. It's crazy. Yeah, we did. Um, definitely did. Yeah, um, yeah, so this game going on. We, t- we talked about a lot. Let's go into you know we can make. Is there any predictions? We can make oh, for, for a wild card. Yeah, let's get into it. Because we're getting into playoff football now, bro. The most exciting time. Let's get into it. I haven't made them. I don't think they can make the matchups yet. And there's oh, yeah, they can't make it. Yeah, huh? Until Chargers Raiders, dog. There's one more game, Chargers Raiders tonight. But other than that, like, the matchups aren't set until they play. They're all to be be determined. Yeah. Shoot. 
Damn, we're gonna have to do a whole another podcast for predictions. Yeah, on Friday, guys. So, yeah. But yeah, y'all give me a lot of gems today. Talk about a lot that of good players. Gems. Talk about the games last week. Talk about the games, some of the games going on this week. Um he said we'll do a podcast before then the games next week. We'll kind of talk about you know who we think is gonna win those matches in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, y'all tune in. Hope y'all appreciate a lot of the stories and a lot of the players we talked about, and a lot of the gems. And always giving y'all great content right here. Yes, sir. You already know. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate y'all for listening. Honestly, you know. You know, keep tuning in, man. You know, more gems to come, man. And, yeah, we, we might take you guys back down some more memory lanes. You know, talk about, you know, more football history. Um, you know, we're just going to keep giving you guys that content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we appreciate it. We've been talking to you all for a long time. Give you all a bit of a break. See you all back next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Josh and Denver, the Denver and Josh podcast. You know, yes, we'll holler at you later. I already know. Peace, blessings. Peace.